well, 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 welcome to the Purple Star Podcast. Starring Kate from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Matt, if someone ever made a pie chart of all the things my attention span has been dedicated to my entire life, I would say soda would take an enormous chunk of that chart. I would say a good 15% of your overall life focus has been soda. (laughs) But like yours too. It's like our whole lives have been dedicated to which new Mountain Dew flavor is out right now. At this point, soda is practically all I have left, Jay. (laughs) I will tell you that the excitement that comes upon us when we find out that there's like some new gimmick soda flavor or some mystery flavor, it's just amazing. You get that same kind of feeling when there's a new cookie or a new snack and a chip. But I mean, something with soda no, has no, no, soda is even heavier. Like, I, I don't know what it triggers in our brains, but as soon as we hear about a new soda, even one that sounds kind of gross, even one that's like 18 states over and requires a seven hour drive or a $35 postage fee, <laughs> we just go all in. I think it's just because having some sort of liquid that had such a different, everything is different, tons of different flavors, a lot of different mouthfeels. Mouthfeels. So you've been getting some <laughs> chunky soda, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I think a reason for this, I was trying to kind of rationalize why I feel this way. Mm. And it takes me back to when I was a kid. My sister and I used to have this kind of love for soda because my parents made it taboo in my house. So you weren't just like everyday soda drinkers. My mom would do this overly audible whisper to my dad and she would say, do you think we should let them have some S-O-D-A? And then I would be like, I can't even sign my name, but I knew what you were talking about. Oh, my God. They actually had to do the the classic parents spelling out of the word that they couldn't say because you would get too like excited. They would keep it up on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen where I couldn't reach it because I wasn't the same size as I am now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you weren't six foot seven. Yeah. yeah. But I'd be like, so in your house, do you think it was more in reach? I mean, I'll put it to you like this. I am genuinely not sure if I ever even had mother's milk. Like, I think I just started off on Coca-Cola. It was always there. Those old, like, school science projects where they would show you the tooth dissolving in the Coke. I'm like, well, I I fucking live this every day. (laughs) So it was a basic thing. I got you. I was brought up in a house where you just had sugary soda all day, every day. See, we always drank, like, my parents had to make sure that the juices we drank had 100% juice. My mom actually made sure it had no more than 10%. (laughs) That was her rule. (laughs) All right, so I figured once we got that out on the table, I found something on the internet, most popular drinks in every state in terms of like sodas and whatnot. Uh, And it came from a website called Eat This, Not That. And it was uh, Google Trends, basically, when you search, that's how they picked out what the most popular drinks in each state. So I figured I would do New Jersey and New York. For New Jersey, Monster Energy was the number one, which is a surprising thing. Well, it's not that surprising. Here's the thing. Like, if you move to Pennsylvania, then it would be the most popular drink there because you get like six of those a day, Jay. <laughs> it's true. New York, though, uh, is Fago, which I thought was surprising because that's such a Michigan thing. Uh, you, you, I mean, as we're going to get into on this show, you can't even really get Fago here. It's virtually impossible unless you go to like a specialty store. What a strange pairing, Fago and Monster Energy. It is weird, yeah. So and we're going to get into some of our favorite sodas tonight here on the Purple Stuff Podcast, right, Matt? That's why you're talking about soda, because this is our soda show. Yes. Can't wait to get into this. So we'll bring up some of our faves, some ones that stand out throughout our lives. Who's going to kick things off? I, I guess I will. All right.
Number one. It fizzes like any other soft drink, but this cola is said to be different. It will give you a jolt of energy. Jolt has all the sugar and twice the caffeine of regular soft drinks. For my first pick, I want to give it up for Jolt Cola. All right. Oh, released in 1985. I guess you could compare it to like Coke or Pepsi, but it had twice the caffeine, Jay. It did. It had twice the caffeine and I believe twice the sugar. <laughs> They've actually brought this stuff back a few times over the years. But what I want to focus on here is what Jolt meant to both of us as kids. I think it was probably more prevalent to you. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. Maybe this was a New York thing. The soda was named Jolt. It had a logo with a lightning bolt shooting through it. So just on those two points alone, kids are going to be into it. And I don't know, maybe this is why you never really experienced it much as a kid, because even around here, you wouldn't find it like ShopRite. It would be at like those weird street corner delis next to all the 40s. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you'd feel like a renegade when you bought it because it was like in the, the dark aisle of the, the bad bodegas. <laughs> and then the double caffeine thing. Right. I think I mentioned this on one of our old episodes, but me and my friends, like we took that as a license to be just complete lunatic assholes. <laughs> like you would have one sip and you would treat it like the soda version of Popeye spinach. You would just bounce off the walls and just act like insane. And do you think all of that was a natural reaction, like a cause and effect thing from the soda? Or do you think it was like a mind thing where like, hey, I'm drinking Jolt. I'm going to act like an idiot. Half of it might have been a put on. It was absolutely a put on because like Jay, we would, you know, we would twist off the tops or get the bottle openers or whatever and take one sip and that's all it took. Like we would we turn into pinballs after the one sip. <laughs> Just bounce it off the walls. Yeah. So have you ever had it? So for me, Jolt was like, I had heard of it. I tasted it probably on more than one occasion, but originally it was. It was like a story that we heard the older kids tell us originally. It was almost like an urban legend. You would hear and you'd be like, yeah, right. There's no such thing. That would be illegal. You know? But it was actually in FDA standards in terms of the caffeine, which the caffeine in Jolt at that time by today's standards was like not a big deal. So you're saying that the percentage of caffeine in Jolt by today's standards is nothing? In 1985, it was just like double what a Coke was. I mean, realistically, that's essentially what it is. It's like having two cans of Coke. It's it's obscene, but it's not undoable in any fashion. Now, it, of course, like they don't really make it anymore, right? Or do they? They were fairly recently available at Dollar General, but I think they might have finally been discontinued. I think this is a case for unsolved mysteries, Matt. All that hot new unsolved mysteries <laughs> with that subtle piano. Hmm. <laughs> so good yeah yeah can we want to switch gears <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so joe cola kind of tasted like a slightly peppery rc cola oh that's spot on very good yes i'm glad you thought like so because i yeah. really had to think about it because i knew it didn't taste like coke or pepsi and it had a really distinct flavor yes and it just it that's what hit me rc cola but peppery yeah you really hit the nail on the head with that very good back in the day this was the shit even if jay <laughs> didn't think so <laughs> Number two. New Pepsi Holiday Spice is now on its way. Whoops. Let's back her up, boys. A blend of cola and spice. It'll be here just for the holidays. Oh, the other way. If it gets here at all. I'm kicking things off with one of the big guns here, Matt. This is a must on our list tonight, and that is Pepsi Holiday Spice. Fa la 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 la, Jay. <laughs> and of course, it was in 2004 when we were first introduced to it, and it came back in 2006. And I'm not even a big Pepsi guy, but when I saw this in the store the first time, I immediately bought two two liter bottles right off the bat. I didn't even taste it. It could have been terrible, but I was stuck with two two liter bottles. 
Well, the reason was today we're so used to this constant influx of sodas, but that's really a social media era thing. Even it, in 2004, yeah. like a new soda of this type, that's a big deal. It really did feel like a big deal. Uh, and this was quintessential holiday flavors. You had supposedly cinnamon, ginger. Some reports uh, guess that it also had clove or cocoa and some pine flavor. So it was very holiday-esque. <laughs> I, I definitely mentioned the pine flavor. I mean, it tastes like pine salt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I personally wasn't a crazy big fan of it. The label was such a wondrous thing, in my opinion. Oh, it was so nice. It almost looked like um I don't know, it looked like almost like the, the Christmas soda championship belt logo. <laughs> it was almost like it felt like it was made by Thomas Kincaid. Is that the guy from Dream Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, hey, I could see him making a soda, sure. <laughs> no, like the labeling and the packaging wasn't intended to be this way, but it felt like that this was something that would have come out in the 80s rather than the 2000s. There definitely seemed to be some sort of like nostalgic grab with the art. Yeah. It's like now we get these kind of on the nose French toast crunch Dunkaroos things. Back then, it was more like trying to evoke the billboards of your youth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And we haven't really seen it make a comeback, which is strange because most of these soda companies, they do their reboots of things. Uh, Coca-Cola recently came out with a cinnamon Coke, which wasn't anywhere near the same than the Holiday Spice. So, But Holiday Spice has really grown a cult following. Huge following. And you mentioned them maybe bringing it back. I wouldn't be surprised because Coke monopolizes the Christmas season. Yeah, this is like one of the rare times where Pepsi had a lot of stroke in December. I can't truly say that there is currently no holiday soda for me because my official holiday soda, I think you agree, is this diet cranberry ginger ale. Oh, man. Canada Dry. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the one. I would love if they did a holiday spice zero because that would be even better. So you were a like avid drinker of it in its day. It wasn't a long time. It was only out for a little while. But yeah, I did have it pretty frequently because uh, that's when I was still drinking soda. Did you ever mix it with alcohol? Because I think that's what I did wrong. I didn't. And it feels like it was made to be a mixer. It like, totally they wouldn't, they wouldn't come out and say it because it's Pepsi. But they can't say, hey, go drink. I really wasn't into mixing it with alcohol, but it sounds like the best idea. Probably, <laughs> probably like a bourbon, right? Urban, exactly. Garnish it with a cinnamon stick, sit by the fireplace, wait for Santa. Yeah. Yowza. <laughs> Number three. Time and time Blue, a fusion of berries with a splash of cola. So you did a Pepsi. I'm going to do a Pepsi, Jay. Yeah, all right. If we were to represent the early to mid-2000s as a soda, I think Pepsi Blue is in the running. Absolutely. Released in 2002, this was a, quote, berry cola fusion. It was a berry cola, yes. I mean, it was berry. Not was, necessarily it, cola. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's a, a, a splash of cola at best, but it's mostly just like this fruity berry deal. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I wasn't crazy about it, but I loved it as a cultural touchstone. Yeah, it really was something different that they tried, but I actually got mad that they said, oh, there's a splash of cola, and there really wasn't a trace of cola because it was just bright blue. You know, you would be the person to notice that and to just like mutter to yourself after you had your first sip. Man, I don't taste any cola in here. <laughs> it's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I'd start a class action lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thoughts on Pepsi Blue, one of 120. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pepsi Blue, if you guys haven't seen it, it was blue. So blue. Blue, like Windex blue. Crazy, yeah. crazy blue. Definitely. And when I call it a cultural touchstone of its times, consider these facts. Pepsi Blue had promos from Britney Spears. Pepsi Blue had TV commercials with Papa Roach. 
Pepsi Blue had product placement in Garfield the movie, Jay. Oh my gosh. And it even had a website back then, and it was like the quintessential early 2000s website. I have to send you this link. Okay. Okay, check this out here. All right, I'm opening it right now. So that is like the <laughs> ultimate early 2000s website. It is so, oh my gosh, this is like ancient. It really does feel like going to the museum of old websites. Buddy icons for AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> yeah. There's a little like flash boom box where you can hear stock music. Sweet sights, slamming sounds. Oh, slamming <laughs> sounds. That's the section right there. Yeah. <laughs> there are 16 pages on the site, and I think Papa Roach was on 14 of them. <laughs> and if you remember web design from the early 2000s, this is just like the classic corporate attempt to be edgy and in the now. Those random trapezoids everywhere with no rhyme or reason. How often can you say that a soda had a specific like website that wanted to make you feel like you were a member of something. This was a movement. This wasn't just drinking soda. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You were, you were part of something bigger. <laughs> to think that it's all for a blue variety of Pepsi that didn't have any cola in it whatsoever. Listen, there might've been a little bit of cola in there. Look, I wasn't crazy about the soda, as I said, but it did have fans. I wonder though, if, if the fever for Pepsi blue is as big as the fever for Pepsi Holiday Spice. See, here's the situation. I feel like with old people, meaning people our age, <laughs> it's Holiday Spice. But if you go 20 years younger, and that's the generation that spends money and talks a lot louder than we do, it's Pepsi Blue. <laughs> They're yearning for the days of Shockwave and Papa Roach. Oh, God, yeah. And speaking of which, like Papa Roach and Garfield, they're both still active. Like you could bring them all back together. That would be something. I think, yeah, there's definitely a, a huge demand for that. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. I'm above me. I'm above you. All right, for my next pick, this is Hubba Bubba Soda. Wow, one of my greatest shames in life, Jay, is that I am old enough to have experienced Hubba Bubba Soda, but never did. Oh, you never did. Okay, well, it's based off of bubblegum that was introduced in 1979. So when you compare it to other bubblegums, it's fairly modern into the chewing gum game. Hubba Bubba comes waltzing in 1979, and only a matter of years later, they got it their own soda. Imagine if you're one of those other bubblegums on the bench looking at this hubba bubba just waltz in, like you said. I'm yeah. just so pissed. Yeah, they got their own soda already? Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> TV commercials. So back in around 1988, maybe? Or 87? Yeah, 87, 88, somewhere yeah. around there. The hubba bubba soda commercial basically captured my love of bubblegum all in 30 seconds of 50s doo-wop goodness. <laughs> yeah, I love all the fucking food commercials from that era are like drawing that 1960s doo-wop diner influence. Yeah, we always talk about how these ads, that's why I love looking at 80s advertising because it's all like 50s, 60s, like doo-wop vibe. Yeah, yeah. So there's this hot shot kid that comes into this diner He's looking at all these girls in poodle skirts and everybody's having a blast dancing around. This dude's wearing pink Converse, sunglasses, and a pink Hubba Bubba satin jacket, which I'm now setting my entire life to focus on getting one. The bubble gum pink windbreaker is an absolute fucking must for you, Jay. Oh my God. If, and like, I'm going to Google it after the show to see if one exists, because if I find one, I'm going to buy it. And I'm not going to wear it, though. I'm going to hermetically seal it in a glass case. <laughs> well, you say that, but I mean, I've seen you in some uh, out there jackets, and I have no doubt that eventually you will find the occasion where you're going to wear the Hubba Bubba Soda satin windbreaker. 
<laughs> well, I'll get one that's a replica and then one that's the original. I need some custom work done. Damn me. <laughs> Who makes satin jackets? <laughs> Anyone out there into satin and bubble gum? Show me a message. <laughs> so, all right. I have to put it out there because it actually makes me feel like I'm the odd man out because I love bubblegum everything. And I know a lot of people, it makes them cringe, but it feels like it's like from a bygone era. Like bubblegum is like an old fashioned flavor. Yeah. So you're specifically talking about bubblegum drinks and you are obsessed with them. What I'm wondering now is if that obsession began with Hubba Bubba Soda. It really did because I would buy it from a very sparse fridge section in Rite Aid by the local record store, I'd walk down there and I would buy two cans and I would bring one home, pop it in the fridge, but all the way home on my walk, I would be sipping this baby real slow to savor it. And I really, really loved it. So that got me into this bubblegum flavor for drinks. So we, we, we just have to stop right here because the image of you going to the record store and then going to Rite Aid for the soda. Now I'm picturing you walking home with like a Billy Ocean tape and two cans of Hubba Bubba soda, just like nodding to yourself with your Walkman on. <laughs> it's probably pretty accurate. So the fact that they also made diet to me was incredible because like we were just saying, it's not common that these gimmick kind of versions get the diet version. It was really, really weird. You almost never got the diet version of the novelty cola. And there it is. And this one's aimed at eight-year-olds. So certainly they're not interested in the diet hubba bubba soda. Yeah, exactly. Rocket Fizz is a soda chain where you could like go in. It's like this kind of unique little store that sells all different kinds of sodas that you can't find in big stores. Well, it's because they just like fill empty beer bottles with whatever they could find lying around and slap a weird label on it and pretend, <laughs> and pretend it's like a real line of soda. Just got some guy with a printer in the back. Call, yeah. call, call this one corkboard cruiser. I've dragged you there sometimes just because I need to get my fill of Rowdy Rowdy Piper soda, which was bubblegum based off his line in They Live. I would pick this up every time we stop there and uh, always have to replenish my stock. I don't even know if there's any more of these stores out there, but I need my fill of bubblegum soda. I've had the Roddy Piper bubblegum soda. We were there. We got it together. Yeah. Does, did Hubba Bubba soda taste anything like that? I mean, it was pretty close. But most uh, soda brands like Jones and all these um, other bubblegum sodas out there, most of them are blue bubblegum and they're not as uh, unique to like that Hubba Bubba flavor. God, I don't know if I've ever heard you speak so passionately about any other subject than bubblegum soda. Wind you up and let you go. <laughs> so, all right, let me ask you this. As a soda, does this appeal to you in any way or do you find it disgusting? Well, I don't find it disgusting. I will say that the bubblegum liquid flavor has never been like a, a, a thing that's high on my list. Mm -hmm. But after watching the commercial and seeing what it looked like, like in a glass and not just, you know, in a can where you can't see it, mm -hmm. it's really pretty. And now I want it a whole lot more. That light sparkling pink. Yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't too light and it wasn't too dark. It actually looked like chewed bubblegum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the most genuine oh yeah i've ever heard too now you got me thinking of that scene in bill and ted where they where they put all the bubble gum together oh my god just you orgasming over the thought of it <laughs> Number five. Sinister connections. One, missing squadron. Two, alligators in city sewers. Three, Berlin wall falls. Four, Coca-Cola launch tab clear. A sugar-free soft drink with a mysterious new flavor and completely clear. Suddenly, everything becomes clear. Head of Soviet forces is served tab clear in very cold glass, which sticks to his lip. He complains of glass frost. His generals hear glasnost. The Berlin Wall falls. Kremlin files are flung open to reveal the alligators in city sewers are in fact Russian mini-subs. Abandoned without maintenance, the subs self-destruct. 
the resultant cloud of steam drifts over the Bermuda Triangle, causing the disappearance of 371 Squadron. Or so they claimed when they were later discovered in Big Lou's Waikiki Bar on Sunset Strip. Tab clear. Suddenly, everything is clear. Try it. So we are doing a show about weird sodas, and I'm sure many of our listeners are expecting us to talk about Crystal Pepsi. Mm. But we already have, Jay, multiple times. That we have. We're big Crystal Pepsi marks. Yeah, so we won't hit that bag again, but we will instead talk about one of Crystal Pepsi's ancient enemies, Jay. Oh, yeah? Tell us about it. This is the story of Tab Clear. Or Tab Clear. Oh, Tab Clear. You were here <laughs> and then you were gone. So Crystal Pepsi obviously was made by Pepsi. Tab was made by Coca-Cola. Right. So this was Coke's way to compete with Crystal Pepsi without like fucking with its like big brand. Mm-hmm. Tab Clear only came in cans. And from what I understand, it really wasn't meant to taste all that different from like regular diet tab. I think it was supposed to have like a little bit of um cinnamony or like like a little bit of a different flavor than a little bit, but it, it wasn't like, you know, a big, a big drama bomb with that flavor. It was right. pretty much what you expect it to taste like. Yeah. But here's where things get interesting. The soda was rushed into production during 1992. This was Crystal Pepsi's heyday. Mm -hmm. And obviously, since nobody's ever heard of it, it failed to stir up a whole lot of interest. Right. But according to some people and some people who worked at Coke, it was really just there to make Crystal Pepsi less popular. Like it was a total it was a fake out. They only made it to tank Crystal Pepsi. Yes, I was reading about how they they wanted to associate Crystal Pepsi as if it was a diet drink. Right. So the tab clear only came in diet. And the idea that they had, if you believe these conspiracy theories, was that consumers would get confused and just assume that Crystal Pepsi was also diet. Right. And they'd be like, oh, I don't want that. Because back then, I'm always talking about why isn't there diet? But back then, diet was not popular. It was regular right. sodas were still on top. Right, right. I mean, there was a side Diet Crystal Pepsi brand, but the whole point was that that was a smaller market than the real stuff had. Mm -hmm, exactly. The other thing was Tab was Coke's like kind of like bullshit lesser brand. So it just made the whole concept of clear soda seem like it was beneath the top tier guys. Right. If you buy that story, the bastards at Coke were so Machiavellian that they created a whole soda just to make another one look bad. Yeah, it was it's unbelievable. And I think like at the time, we I mean, as kids, like we wouldn't even have paid attention to something like that. You know, that's a little bit deep. It's hard to believe, yet it makes total sense because it's like, what were they thinking with tab clear? Like it, it just it didn't seem to have an audience. Like you're making a clear cola and then you're only selling it in cans. So it's like you literally have to pour it out of the can to even tell that it's clear. A story like this kind of uh, as a whole probably goes way more unnoticed than you know the stories we talked about with new coke and things like that or like even a crystal pepsi story this is the intriguing story because someone out there like you said was such a prick it's like holy shit and like imagine all these like big wigs and coke sitting around a table like just like rubbing their hands together over this secret <laughs> plot to tank crystal pepsi with a shitty soda yeah <laughs> P.S. It has not arrived yet, but I did just buy an empty can of Tab Clear <laughs> from eBay. <laughs> they usually go for a lot of money, and I finally found one that was like semi affordable. Okay, semi affordable. But, but like, how many how many cars did you sell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be honest. It was thirty dollars plus shipping. Oh, that's that's peanuts, my friend. Peanuts for an old can that I would look at for exactly two seconds before throwing it in a box and completely forgetting that I ever bought it. <laughs> before websites pick up, man buys 30-year-old tab Pepsi tab cleared. <laughs> you want to see the bottom half of this can? 30,000 retweets. <laughs> Number six.
Next up is Inca Cola, Matt, introduced in 1935 and introduced to me in the late 90s in a vending machine. You and this drink, I am just, I need to hear the history here. There's a history. There's definitely a backstory. So I used to work at a radio station uh, and they had this vending machine. And in the vending machine, there wasn't a lot of drink options, right? It was mostly like weird snacks and nuts that looked like they were 20 years old. Right. So, so you have like that like little bottom row of like yeah, maybe, maybe six like, drinks. I, w- I wouldn't even say six. There might have been like three and there was slim pickings. So right. I would say, what the hell is this? And no one knew because it seemed like I was the only one to actually want to take the plunge, whereas everyone else was probably like, well, I don't want to spend a dollar eighty or whatever it was to get a drink that I'm going to taste and throw away. And also, I'm sure it was next to some sort of Snapple variety. Yeah, probably a Snapple the grabber, as they say. A Snapple orange aid, which oh, like you can never say no to. Right? <laughs> we got diet peach, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally got it and I really, really liked it. And the backstory is that in Peru, this is like as big as Coca-Cola, if not bigger. That's fascinating because the flavor, I would imagine, is not very comparable. It's not comparable at all. And it's also like golden yellow. So the packaging it looks so prestigious. Like it makes me feel like I'm Indiana Jones and this is a treasure, like a rare artifact that I was searching for. And it turns out that it's just this soda that I dig up. It looks almost like a beer can, but it looks like the one out of every hundred thousand gold beer cans. <laughs> that, like you win the trip to France. <laughs> it does. Like, oh my God. I got it. I got it. <laughs> You might look at this and it's like that golden yellow color and you would say, well, what does this taste like? So if you look it up, it'll tell you that it tastes like this thing called lemon verbena. What the fuck is lemon verbena? So it's supposedly a secret formula containing this lemon verbena. Most people say it tastes like bubblegum. To me, it doesn't actually taste like bubblegum, but I figured I want to get your take on it also. So I got you a can. Mm-hmm, you did. I got it right here. It's nice and cold. Yeah. So I figured let's do an actual little uh, taste test. All right. And first, I got to thank you for finding Diet Inca Cola, by the way. It's very did nice I? of you. Did I? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's Diet Inca. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Well, I'm I'm down. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm pouring mine right now. Yeah, so am I. Okay. Oh, you weren't kidding about that color. It's like the midpoint between piss and ecto cooler. <laughs> so it does have a smell. It smells like candy corn to me. Now I could drink this without any guilt. I didn't realize it was diet. Oh, man. I don't know if the, um, the non-diet tastes different, but this tastes like candy corn to me, too. So you're going to go with candy corn? Yeah, it's actually much better at being like candy corn than the real candy corn sodas have been. That's true. (laughs) It's almost like a creamy ginger ale flavor, like almost like a cream soda ginger ale. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can get that from it. You know, you're not wrong at all. It's been so long since I've had cream soda that I've practically forgotten that it even exists. But you're (laughs) right. This exactly tastes like Canada Dry mixed with that A&W stuff. It really does. But here's the, here's the weird thing is that you could look up bubblegum on Wikipedia and there's sublinks toward the bottom of the page. And one of them says Inca Cola. That's how synonymous Inca Cola is with bubblegum. And I don't think it tastes like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to keep you honest here. Let me look this up on Wikipedia. Okay. <gasps> it is. It, it, isn't right that- there in the, in the also section. That's that's bizarre. It is. It's like, here's the fucking list here. It's gum base, gum industry, list of chewing gum brands, Inca Cola. (laughs) (laughs) It's bizarre. I don't know. I I just don't get it. I could, I guess. And like, here's the thing. If it's, if this was pink and they told you it was bubble gum, that's probably what you'd taste. Mm -hmm. But since it's like this yellowy color. Yeah. Candy corn. (laughs) So Amazon actually had something very interesting in the official product description. In their description, it says Inca Cola is a single serving of caffeine-rich golden Inca Cola soda. 
And Inca-Cola is an enormously popular drink in Peru. It smells and tastes quite a bit like bubble yum bubble gum and has, a sugar, yeah, and has a sugar content surpassing Mountain Dew. It also possesses that highly valued yellow color. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the official description? It's not, like it, a, it's not like a three-star review from Joe from, from California? <laughs> Unless he hacked into the page. I don't know. <laughs> It's all in the cell because they're mostly listing negative things, but yeah. they're like acting like it has more sugar than Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You guys want the beatus, right? <laughs> <laughs> it has that piss yellow color that also <laughs> to aspire to achieve. Number seven. Hey, Bagel say, Bagel, what a way to go. A rainbow full of flavors, how many do you know? 33 great flavors, nobody gives you more. So grab yourself a bagel, get what you're thirsty for. Hey, Bagel say, Bagel, what a way to go. A rainbow full of flavors, how many do you know? Bagel say, Bagel, what a way to go. I think it's safe to say that neither you nor I are juggalos. Is that right, Jay? Uh, I mean, some people might think I am, but no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, I can't name a single song by ICP. Could you? No, I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> but even for people like us who aren't into the insane clown posse, we still know about their whole thing with Fago. Right. And how, like, they don't just drink it. All of, like, them and their fans, they give each other Fago showers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's because uh, ICP is based out of Michigan, where this soda is made, and it's creeped into some other states. But people like you and me, like, we can only get it online, really. Yeah, or at that Rocket Fizz shop, if you're lucky to find one. Ugh, you in this fucking <laughs> rock. I mean, how, you know, whatever they paid you, remember, I get half, Jay. <laughs> I did not get paid. <laughs> Deal's done. PayPal me the money. <laughs> so we did not grow up near Fago, and boy, did we miss out. Have you seen the list of flavors on that site? Oh, my God. There's like over 50 flavors. It's a fucking circus. There are so many in every color and every, anything you could imagine they're doing. They have <laughs> cotton candy, cherry cola, candy apple, root beer, peach, pineapple, pineapple, watermelon, Two different colors of moon mist, Dr. Fago Black Cherry and Fago Cream Soda, Jay. It's amazing. I was looking over that list and one of the sodas really popped to me. Did you see the Fago Arctic Sun? Oh my God. Yes, I totally have seen that. It was apparently an old Fago flavor from the 90s that they brought back. I guess there was a demand from it among the uh, jugglos. Yeah, I mean, it had such an uh, iconic look to the bottle. I think that's what appealed to everyone. The bottle is blue. There's this like weird-ass Arctic sun name, which gives no indication as to what it's going to taste like. There are these abstract citrus graphics on it. It looks like a dishwasher soap label. Yes, definitely. I'm like totally obsessed with it now and the good news is we just got our hands on some bottles jay oh i mean this is uh quite an event right here matt yeah huge shout out to Stu from michigan who very kindly sent us some arctic sun straight from its hometown yeah i can't believe this i'm very excited i've never tasted it before i've never had i don't think any fago before but i'm not interested in any old fago i want to know what arctic sun tastes like so let's pop these tops and pour ourselves some glasses all right let's do it let's do it whoa i did not realize that the drink itself is like chalky white it, <laughs> it is the bottle is actually dyed blue yeah the bottle's blue which is it's really a good looking bottle i'm saying dyed blue like a fucking idiot it's blue plastic yeah Wow, it's it's really it's just oh god, it's so it just got that retro label which I love. Yeah. All right, let's uh have a swig. All right. Oh my god. It's it good. absolutely delicious. It's really good. Holy shit. Tastes like uh like a non-alcoholic Mike's hard lemonade. Oh my god, it tastes like cherry 
It tastes like cherry citrus. Yeah, almost like a cherry Seven Up kind of flavor. Mm. Oh man, it's a good thing we don't live near oh Fago because I would drink this all the time. Oh, crap, this is absolutely delicious. Like I'm, I'm not even joking. It's so good. <laughs> Here's the thing: we have to consider the the very real possibility that tonight on the Purple Stuff podcast we have stumbled upon the all time greatest soda. It is the all time greatest soda. You're right. I mean, is there is there a thing? Is there one single thing that you could improve upon with Fago Arctic Sun? I, I don't. I really don't know. Even the fucking bottle color is right. This is incredible, man. I mean, what a discovery, man. That's uh, that's just amazing. Thank you again, Stu from Michigan. Yeah, for, right. uh, this is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sent us our first bottles of Arctic Sun, but you didn't send us our last ones. I'll tell you that. There's like a lemon on the front of it, but like this tastes like cherry. So between the uh, Inca and the Arctic Sun, we got some pretty good taste tests in tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, that was. I'm so glad you got that because a few years ago when it came back, I saw the picture posted. Somebody posted the soda. And I'm like, what is that? It's so retro, cool looking. Yeah, it looks phony. It looks like a prop from some movie where the soda actually mutates you into a monster. Like everyone's going wild for Arctic Sun. <laughs> it totally does. It looks like a parody of an already fictional soda. And it, 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 please, uh, this this dyed blue plastic. What <laughs> soda does that? What, yeah. uh, no one takes these steps. <laughs> so the company that owns Fago also owns Shasta. Oh my God! So no wonder you were so predisposed to liking it. How's that for street cred? Oh my lord. <laughs> Number eight. Now we got the juice in apple slice. Golden delicious apple beers. You never tasted anything like this. We got the juice and it's paradise. Taste the real apple in apple slice. We got the juice. 10% apple juice. All right, Matt, for my last pick, we have a real classic, Apple Slice. Apple Slice has quietly been one of the show's, like, mascots. <laughs> it really has, totally. Yeah, because we had brought it up uh, talking about the Elvira movie, Mistress of the Dark, a while back on one of the earlier episodes. I think we mentioned Apple Slice at least twice per episode. <laughs> And this was like one of those elusive kind of weird flavors that came out from Slice uh, around 1986. It didn't last too long, maybe two years, I would say. The world just wasn't ready. And in <laughs> retrospect, the world was wrong. This was <laughs> like an amazing, amazing soda. So we talked earlier about how I had to drink 100% fruit juice. Uh, and you said you couldn't have more than 10% fruit yep. juice. They put 10% fruit juice in slice sodas at one time. Yeah, they did a lot of, with a lot of like the fruity slice flavors. They would put in just that little token gesture of real fruit juice. Yeah, so it became a health drink immediately. Exactly. Like this is this is a medical elixir. It totally enabled them to like fill their TV commercials <laughs> with these like floating giant real fruits. Yeah. <laughs> so Slice had various flavors. In 86, they came out with a few different flavors, including apple, which, as we said, appeared in Elvira, but also appeared in Friday the 13th Part 7 which I know that you wanted to discuss. Part seven is, of course, the new blood. And there's a scene where the kids are partying at that like upscale suburban house. Yes. It, it, it's weird because like Crystal Lake basically got gentrified in that movie. Everything's like all like high class. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all these like bad kids and there's all this weed and alcohol. And for some reason, slice soda, including apple slice. There's diet apple slice, which is in a white can. And that's what one thing I was going to say is that the cans for these were like so good looking. They well, I mean, the white ones might have been diet, but the regular ones were gold. Yes. And it didn't really read as like apple gold. It was like championship gold. Like this was oh, the king yeah. of the sodas. I'll tell you what the diet reminded me of. You look at the can for diet apple slice. 
which if you could buy the can on eBay for $125. Oh, I've tried to get apple slice cans before. They are ludicrously expensive. So expensive. So it reminds me of the Sips apple juice box from the 80s, the white box that you know I love. Oh, you know what it is? It's the curvature of these words. It's how they're going on that like uh, upward slant, just like the Sips ones did. It was like the big brother to a Sips box. Yeah, this is when you're done with sips, you move on to Diet Apple Slice. That's how it went. <laughs> so natural I, order. One thing that will fill the void for you, and I don't know if you'll agree with me here, but have you ever heard of Martinelli's sparkling apple cider? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. This is something I could recommend. Okay. So during the holidays, you'll walk around like Costco or wherever you buy stuff, and there'll be a whole end cap of Martinelli's sparkling apple cider, and it looks like it's like champagne, but it actually reminds me of apple slice. Oh my God. You know, I could never read the cursive <laughs> font on the logo of this sparkling cider, which I have bought and drank many times. You are correct. It does have an apple spicy undertone. If you put it near the $125 can that you bought off eBay in a glass, then maybe you could <laughs> pretend. Oh, man. God, Martinelli's is good. And now that you're you're mentioning it, yes, it does it kind really of have that does. apple slice yeah. flavor. That's amazing. And I think we need to talk about how in that time frame, Apple became this kind of had this like resurgence as a flavor because you were getting like apple cinnamon Cheerios that everybody was flipping out about. And it was having this sort of surge in popularity. There was a little bit of an apple renaissance is what you're getting at. (laughs) (laughs) Apples in general hit a peak in the late 80s. All right, Matt, that was our soda show. A long time coming, and I guess we're kind of considering this so like our summer 2020 show. This is a good summer show because in the past, you know, we've done ice cream and, and things like that. So this was uh, another summery thing for me because I definitely used to want to grab for like a cold soda in the yeah. summer. I, I think on balance, there is nothing that screams summer louder than Pepsi Holiday Spice. <laughs> okay all right so we're gonna look back at all of our picks tonight but the question will be what soda do you want to drink right now okay so let me look at yours and decide which one i would want to taste right this second yeah you did apple slice pepsi holiday spice Let me see if I can do those three times fast. Apple slice, Pepsi holidays. No, I can't. I can't do it. I put them in that order on purpose. Yeah, you totally are fucking with me. He can't speak. Let me fuck him up a little bit. We got Inca Cola. uh, Just more proof of your fascination with Peruvian foods. You and your ceviche and your Iron Eagle DVD. Uh, And Hubba Bubba Soda. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I've had the Inca Cola and it was nice, but... It won't know apple slice. Yes. I knew you were going to pick apple slice. That's uh, it's a classic, man. And I I don't think we're ever going to get graced with another apple soda quite as good. No, certainly not. And uh, just one final note on that. If you guys haven't seen the old apple slice TV commercials, you have to look them up because they are like the most refreshing appetizing things you could ever see. Oh my God. Like yes. Apples just like flying through like waterfalls. It's yeah. just incredible. Yes. You're right. I mm. want to live in that commercial. Yeah. Same. <laughs> All right. So that's a good pick. Um, let's see. You have Jolt Cola, Jolt, Pepsi Blue, Tab Clear, Fago Arctic Sun. Hmm. You got a lot of good picks there. Good picks to talk about, maybe, but good picks to drink. That's another question. I mean, to me, no question, I'm going with uh, Fago Arctic Sun because 
we I got to crack this baby open again because yeah, you just more. talk about like I thought I had buried treasure on my list with uh, Inca Cola, but this Fago Arctic Sun, oh my god, oh my god, it's like drinking oh. candy. I'm like in awe of how good it looks and how much better it tastes. This could taste like anything, and we'd still give it a high rating because it just it is the most beautiful thing you could ever see. This this Arctic Sun label. And it lives up to the fucking label. I need a keg of Arctic Sun. Picture this with like a splash of vodka. Oh, oh, I had no vodka. Screw that. <laughs> okay, yeah, or silver tequila. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> I'm just picturing it like funneled into my mouth. Yeah, it's 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 dangerous because it's one of those rare kind of like non-Pepsi Coke flavored sodas that you really can just sit and drink. It doesn't taste like anything else on the market. It's so original. I think if you polled 100 people, they would all say something different, but they would all give it an A+. Man, some great picks tonight. God, I wish I had some of these sodas back. I still think that there are strong chances for uh, revivals on Hubba Bubba Soda and on Pepsi Blue. Oh God, I I thought I think those are the least likely to come back, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so this this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. It sure has. Uh, I'm still reeling from that just complete shutdown of my theory. <laughs> no, I just think. Um, I mean, I, I'm Pepsi holiday spice. I'm speechless here. Yeah, I think holiday spice has the best chance, though. To be real, I still think Pepsi Blue has a stronger chance. But yes, Pepsi holiday spice will be back. Mark our words. Well, let's hope so. So you can visit us on Patreon, and that is Patreon.com/slash/PurpleStuff. Every month we post an exclusive bonus show. Some months we post more than one exclusive bonus show. Yeah, we're always having a blast on the bonus shows. We've got more coming up. And we hope you're having a great summer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost over as far as we're concerned. And I don't think either of us are too unhappy about that. Oh, my gosh. It's almost <laughs> that time. It, it, it's almost fall, you know, yeah. fall for the remaining three months of summer when it's going to be 120 degrees <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.